How much should you pay a letting agent to let and manage your property? I'll go through three areas with this. Number one, how much actual money should you pay a letting agent to let and manage your property? Now there's probably gonna be some letting agents that get really annoyed with me for sharing this information, but I think it's important for landlords to know what sort of prices they should and shouldn't be paying for a letting agent to let and manage their property. Number two, what do you actually get or what should you actually get from a letting agent for your money. And number three, I'm gonna do a comparison of a cheap letting agent versus an expensive letting agent. And I'll also include a middle price letting agent as well, so that you know what you should watch out for, what's fair, what's reasonable, and why there are cheap letting agents and why there are expensive letting agents. I think those things are really important for landlords to know. So, number one, how much should you actually pay a letting agent to let and manage your property? First of all, there are big differences in the rent amount between the north and the south of England. And because of that, there are major differences in the way letting agents charge. For an example, in the north of England, the rents are much lower. So it's not uncommon for a letting agent to charge a full month's rent to let out the property. Now, in some cases, that might be as little as £350 for a letting agent to let that property and do everything that's involved in letting a property properly. Don't be surprised if a letting agent in the north says we are taking the first month's rent. Similarly, down in the south, the rents are much higher. So normally down in the south, a letting agent would have a fixed letting fee. Now that can be anywhere from £400 up to £700. And I've not seen many, I don't think I've seen many letting agents that charge more than that. No, I'm pretty sure I haven't. But anything above that, I would start to question why it's more than £700. £750 maybe but certainly anything more than that, I would want justification about why the letting agent is charging so much more for finding a tenant and letting the property. Now, it might well be that a different letting agent that's charging a lot more than that might be providing additional services, and that's important. If they are providing additional services within that letting that warrant an additional amount of money, fair enough, as long as it's got good value. But generally speaking, 400 to 700 pounds is fair and quite accurate in the current lettings industry. Now I'm not including London in that because you can pay anything up to 10 grand to let a property in London because London seems to be its own little country, its own little world when it comes to property. So I'm not really focusing much on London at the moment. But down in the south, 400 to 700 is, in my opinion, a fair pricing area. Now, I'm gonna go through cheap versus expensive in a bit, so that will give you a bit more of an idea of why one letting agent's charging 400 pounds and another letting agent's charging 700 pounds. My letting agent, for an example, 
I have purposely pitched our letting fee to be slightly below expensive and slightly above cheap. The reason being, my letting agent is not trying to be cheap. My letting agent is just trying to provide the full service as best as we can do it and give some sort of value to the landlord in the letting of the property. I didn't mean that to sound like a sales pitch, but if you want to use my letting agent to let your property, then do get in contact. That was terrible. But anyway, where did I get to there? So yeah, 400 to 700 pounds in the south, I think that's fair. A month, a full month's rent in the north, I also think that's fair. But anything again above 700 quid, I would be negotiating. I would be asking the letting agent to reduce their fee if they're about to charge me 850 pounds to let a property. I don't think that's reasonable, but that's my opinion. I'd love to hear from letting agents that are charging more than 700 pounds just to find out why, what, what it is that you do that's above another letting agent that charge, say, 600 pounds, for an example. I'd just be really interested. And I, I wouldn't want to um, witch hunt you. I'm not looking to make an example of you. I just generally want to know what it is you do in addition to another letting agent that charge 600. So that's roughly speaking how much you should charge for letting the property. And I've kept management definitely separate because letting a property and managing a property are two very different things and they should be priced very differently. In fact, they're so different. The person who is good at letting a property is not the person who's good at managing a property. Again, in my opinion, I believe that the type of person that's good at letting a property is different to the type of person that's good at managing a property. What I found, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 odd years, and what I found is that the most effective people at letting a property are the ones with high energy, the salesy types that are gonna go from viewing to viewing to viewing, they're gonna book in a viewing, they're gonna make sure that the, the tenant application is correct, they're gonna make sure that uh, they're negotiating a good rent, they're quite salesy, they're quite energetic and driven, target driven. Whereas management is a different thing. It's a different type of person. In fact, somebody who's good at the management of a tenancy, a property and the tenants is normally a task completer. They are that sort of person that likes to just be left alone to get on with task after task after task and they get enjoyment and fulfillment from completing those tasks. They normally make better property managers, tenancy managers than lettings negotiators and people who do that job. And neither is better than the other, by the way. You'd probably find that a good property manager or a good tenancy manager is not as interested in doing the lettings and that side of things and probably vice versa too. Who knows? I'd love to again hear from any letting agent that disagrees with that. Just be interested to find out what other people think. But anyway, management of a property should be a percentage of the monthly rent. And there's a couple of things that you need to know as landlords within that. But first of all, I think for a fully managed service, 10% is about right. However, when you're dealing with lower rent prices, then 10% might not be enough. Because let's not forget, 
a letting agency is a business and this might come as a shock, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, but every business needs to make profit. If a business isn't making profit, then you should watch out for those businesses. They're not good businesses. You are, if you're a landlord and your letting agent does not make enough profit, then you are at risk. Seriously, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. And I'll explain more about that in the next section. But sometimes you might pay up to 15% for a fully managed service with letting agents where rents are lower. And that is fair, by the way. Don't begrudge a higher percentage. Think of the business, think of the business of it. As long as you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, are able to make suitable profits from your buy-to-let property investment, then great. That's what you need to focus on. Don't worry about how much you're paying the letting agent. You focus on your profit because the letting agent is there to do a job and you've got to pay for that job. So I'll come back to this as well because what are you actually paying for with a letting agent is really important to know. So yeah, 10% is a fair full management fee, 10% of the monthly rent. And that's what you would expect to pay there or thereabouts, 10, 11 percent something like that uh, for a fully managed service now some letting agents like mine have different levels of service different pricing packages for an example my letting agent have an all-inclusive package we call it no more fees and it is what it sounds like rather than paying various fees along the way which quite often you do with a letting agent we created a all-inclusive package where you just pay one fee and everything else is included in that fee. And I found that half the people like the all-inclusive package, half the people like the fully managed package. So it's not a gimmick, it's just some people prefer to know month in, month out exactly what they're paying out and what they're receiving and other people prefer to have a lower management fee and pay for other things as they go. And I, I can't really see an argument for and against either. So each to their own. And there are other letting agents that have different levels of service too. So for an example, you might see a, a rate that says 18% of the monthly rent for an example, and you might think, oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. But you might be getting so much within that that's gonna save you money in other areas or make you money in other areas that you might have to think slightly differently. And the way I do it is make a calculation because I've got properties around the country. I have other letting agents manage my properties. And what I try and do is weigh up the value of what I'm getting versus the cost. And it's just value versus cost. If you're spending money on something which is highly valuable to you, then you think less about the money it costs and more about the return you're getting, the value that you're getting in return. So think of it like that. But yeah, so 10% I think is a fair amount for a fully managed service. I'd love to hear again from other letting agents that are charging more than that or less than that and uh, to find out what it is you are providing that's more than the standard fully managed service. And by the way, I'm not talking about your upgraded package, your different packages. I'm talking about your straight fully managed package. If you are charging more than say 10 or 11%, I'd love to know what it is you do you do that's more or in addition to the standard service because that might give me some ideas as well for my own letting agency. Or if you're charging less, what is it you're charging less for? Why are you charging less? Just be really interested to know. So 
hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea of what you should and shouldn't be paying for a uh, letting agent to let and manage your property. Number two, what are you actually paying a letting agent for? This comes with a little bit of controversy because there are some landlords that pay their management fee to a letting agent and expect some sort of pay-as-you-go service. They expect that the letting agent is to perform certain activities and they're paying by the hour or something like that. So for an example, and this comes about because a landlord of mine, of my letting agent, wanted us to send them uh, all of the activities that my letting agent had performed during the during the most recent month. And that was interesting because their property hadn't had any maintenance issues that month. No gas safety certificates required, no inspections were scheduled that month, no tenant inquiries, no property inquiries, nothing. It was actually a quiet month for that property, which really good for the landlord, definitely. And then the landlord said, well, what am I paying you for then? And that was a really interesting question. And it made me think as well, okay, well, when there is nothing going on on a property, what is a landlord paying for? And now this is what you should be paying for with a letting agent. Don't think about the management fee as a management fee. Don't think about it as you are paying a letting agent for a letting agent's time. That's not what you're paying for. What you're paying for is more like a membership fee or a subscription fee. It's like an insurance. Now, nobody wants to pay for insurance, but you don't need insurance until you need insurance. And that's the point. Nobody needs insurance until they need insurance. And it's the same with a gym membership. I don't pay a gym membership, <laughs> there you go. You can quote that. You wouldn't pay a gym membership and then go in and expect all of your classes to be free, to be able to take home the equipment, to be able to just take chocolates from the vending machine for free. No, what you're doing is you're paying to have those facilities for you to be able to use. And it's very similar with a letting agent. Again, back to the insurance thing. What you're doing is you're paying a monthly membership fee or a subscription to the letting agent's resources, facilities, staff, experience, training, and their ability to jump on things compliantly, follow the current legislation, keep you as a landlord compliant, and make sure that there is a definite divide between you and the tenant, and to make sure that they are the person that manages everything. Now, in the current climate, unfortunately, there are a lot of things, or we're probably still in this period of transition between traditional landlords and modern landlords. I'll talk about that in another episode, but that's what you're paying for. So within that, for an example, the phone system has to be a 24-7 phone system, or it has to give the tenants an opportunity to contact a person somebody who can handle their emergency at any time of day or night. And we can't have things like, you know, if a landlord's managing that themselves and they've got no signal or something like that, or they don't answer the phone, that can't happen, it just can't happen. It's illegal for that to be. As a landlord, you must provide your tenants with a reliable route of contact at all times. There are certain things you have to provide the tenant by law and you have to react to certain things in certain ways by law. So you're paying for a letting agent to be there when your tenant needs them, when your property needs them, when you need them, but also you're paying for things like finance systems, 
my finance system cost me two and a half to three grand a month just to collect, manage, and administer your rent. It's a lot of money, but it does it compliantly. It's also gonna cover all landlords when it comes to the making tax digital. It covers all landlords for statements, tax information, all of it. And that is important. So that's what you're paying for. What you're not paying for is for a letting agent to actually and act on your property per hour. That's not what letting agents are for. Remember that. Lastly, difference between cheap and expensive letting agents. And this is a fairly quick topic. I avoid cheap services like the plague. Any industry, any company, any service provider that are trying to be cheap, I avoid them. You know the rules, buy cheap, buy twice. That is definitely true in service providers. If you're looking for cheap, then cheap is what you will get. That is absolutely certain. If cheap is what you're looking for, then cheap is what you will get. If quality is what you are looking for, then quality is what you'll get. That's a quote there. If cheap is what you're looking for, then cheap is what you'll get. If quality is what you're looking for, then quality is what you'll get. I like that. And that's it. Now, there's a, another aspect to cheap. If your letting agent is not making enough profit, it's very dangerous for you, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. A letting agent must make profit. Any business must make profit. You're at high risk if your letting agent isn't making profit and you normally find that the cheap letting agents are not making enough profit. And the reason that you're high risk, you're at high risk, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, when it comes to cheap letting agents is on a number of areas. Number one, if a cheap letting agent is not making enough profit, then you are at risk of them closing down. And if they close down, that's gonna cause you all sorts of problems. But those are the, the least of your problems. Number two, if a letting agent is not making enough profit, they are more likely to try and get money from you. That's serious. Especially when you hear stories about fraudulent letting agents that steal rent, that make up charges, that do all sorts just to try and steal your money, they are more likely to be that type of a letting agent if they are not making enough profit. You find that the letting agents that are running a good business, profitable business, are not inclined to take money from you. Now, I'm not saying that all people are bad. I'm just saying that a letting agent that's not making profit is more likely to try and take your money. More likely. The chances are higher. I'm not saying that all letting agents are going to do it. I'm just saying that you should check out the letting agents or avoid cheap letting agents and ask them, why are you so cheap? Now, the rule in my business we're not the cheapest. My letting agent is not the cheapest. We're not trying to be the cheapest. And I stand by that because I've invested a lot of money into, into being able to provide a full service for each landlord. Again, this is not a sales pitch. Sorry, I'm just trying to give you an example. I invest a lot of money in building a service which is valuable because I'm a landlord myself. I've built this around what I think a landlord needs and wants. And that's important to me. So I've invested a lot of money into my lettings agency to make sure that we're not cheap. We're not expensive, but we're not cheap. So if you are looking for a cheap letting agent, then you'll find one, but watch out. But then it's the same for expensive letting agents. I would want to know, what is it you do? Look, take the average letting agent. Let's say a letting fee is 600 pounds and it's 10% management. 
And there's another letting agent that are charging 15% for the same service and 800 pounds for the same service. I would want to know what is it you do in addition to the standard? That's a really good question because generally speaking, most letting agents do the same thing. We're all governed by the same rules. We're all human beings, same compliance, same legislation. It's a property, it's a tenant, it's a landlord. It's all got the same sort of rules. So the only real difference between one letting agent to the next is the people that work in it and their dedication to the training, the experience, the levels of staff, the amount they pay their staff and their processes and systems. How much does that letting agent invest in their processes and systems? That's the main difference between one and another. So always watch out for the cheapies, always question the expensives, and if in doubt, just use my letting agent. <laughs> Sorry, I had to squeeze that one in there, you know. But look, if you want to find out a bit more about whether or not you should use a cheap letting agent, send me the details, send me what they've sent you and I'll have a look at it for you. Or if you want me to connect you with a letting agent that I know, I know letting agents in most parts of the country that are good letting agents. They won't be cheap, I promise you, but they also, they also won't be super expensive either. So if you want me to connect you with a letting agent that I know and trust, then contact me and I will just connect you with that letting agent by email for a chat. I don't want any money for that. I'll just connect you up with someone who I know is good. Um, you can contact me. It's tom at sonegroup.co.uk or go to my Facebook page and you can WhatsApp me. It's just Tom Sone, my name, or any of those social media platforms. You can contact me and I will just connect you up with a letting agent that I know. Take care.